It's another episode of the Crazy Happy Life podcast where I was asked a very heavy question last week, and I'm going to ask Lauren the same question. This kind of makes me nervous because I have no idea, like, is it going to get really emotional, sentimental? Grab the tissues, lady. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> Life is crazy, and we get that. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's the Crazy Happy Life podcast with Joey and Lauren. You know, this episode today is, uh, it's based off a question that I received, like, last week, and I knew, I was like, oh, we should bring this up on the podcast. Are you okay. ready? It's kind of yeah. heavy. It's kind of okay. heavy today. What is the key to happiness? I was asked that recently. Oh, man. That is a, yeah. actually really a deep question for I someone know. to, what, did somebody just say, hey, good morning, what's the key to happiness? Yeah, that's or? it. I, I just got an email from a <laughs> random person. How about that said, weather? What's the key to happiness? No, it's actually a question I was talking to with a family member about. Yeah. And we were talking about just... I said, very kind of uh, offhand, I just said, you know what, honestly, I think this is the happiest I've ever been. And I thought about that question, and I think it's a good question to ask, and I think, you know what, why don't we spend this week's episode, as everyone listens, to what do you think the key to happiness is? Yeah. If you had to to put a pinpoint answer on that question. So what's interesting is I do feel as though... Everyone obviously is going to have a different answer, but it really just depends on where your happiness comes from, right? And for me, my happiness comes from my family and time spent with my family. And and I mean like my family. So my husband, so you and our baby. And I think for me, the key to happiness is relationships, family relationships, good, solid relationships, um, time spent with loved ones. I think trumps everything else, That's right? Good I think answer, that, Lauren. that definitely goes above you know, work and the regular day-to-day and the different things that you do and even hobbies. I mean, you can find a really good hobby that makes you really happy and you can have a really good job. But if you have good family relationships, I personally think that what if you don't for me have is good family relationships? Well, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's an interesting I, I think, thing. Yeah, if you don't have good family relationships, gosh, I'm not trying to pretend like all of mine are good. I have some very rocky family relationships with some people. And I think if that doesn't fit you, then you find other things that make you happy. If your career is something that you love to do and you go into a profession because you love doing it, not for the money or this or that, that could be a a great part of happiness in your life for sure. It's funny because if you would have asked me the question, like what's the key to happiness or what, you know, you'll be the happiest when blank, blank, blank. If Mm -hmm. you would have asked me that question five years ago, would have given you a totally different answer. What would that answer have been? So five years ago, we didn't have a baby. We were married for just a few years. And I remember my number one goal, like besides I wanted to have a family and, you know, I wanted to have children. I've always wanted to be a dad and all that. But I remember professional-wise, the only way I was like, I have to be top 10 market sports radio. That's the goal. That's the top of the mountain. Yeah. And I remember, like I've been born and raised in Idaho and I've lived in Idaho my entire life. And I was always like, no, I've got to be in a big city, major market, big things. So for and that was for years, for years, I was always, oh, I've got to be top 10 city, which basically mm-hmm. when you hear radio people talk about markets, it's the city and top 10 market is like what it goes, New York, L.A., Chicago, like Dallas, Houston. There's only Seattle. You know, Seattle. Um, there's a couple more on there for Miami, like and then there's kind of the top 10. And I remember thinking. Oh, man, that's that's it. Yeah, that's where I need to be. That was something that you were chasing. If you would have told me the happiest I've ever been would be staying in the state that I love in Idaho, but not doing sports radio anymore, 
not being in a top 10 market, I would have been like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's amazing how I realized like what true happiness is. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with having dreams or having goals. But I think what I realized is it wasn't that I loved sports radio or it wasn't that I loved certain things. I actually just love entertaining people. So it happens to be in the form of hosting radio shows and podcasts and doing those things. But it could be anything. Like, I loved entertaining people when I worked at Applebee's and I like waited <laughs> tables. Seriously, I did. I'm pretty sure you were the kid that commanded a room and wanted the center of attention, even trying to inter- entertain your family as a kid. Yeah, and, like I think I get okay. the same high. You have found that thing for you in your life. And I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't look for those things. They're not trying to find that one thing that makes them the happiest. You assume, man, if I if I made a job where I was making, you know, six figures and this and that, then I'm going to be super happy. And I have seen with, you know, family members and different things of people that they make it big money-wise, right? They're able to, you know, reach the top, so to speak, financially. But then they realize you're just in this house filled with stuff. What makes you happy? It's not the job you're doing because the job you're doing you hate, but yeah. hey, you're making good money, all right? Know, or like, maybe you maybe you're not happy with the way your family relationships are. So it's good. Like I think what you have is rare. I actually really do because it is rare to have found something so special so early on in your life. Like ten years ago. So I'm gonna I'll, I'll throw this your way. Ten years ago, Lauren talks to Lauren from ten years ago, maybe fifteen. Mm-hmm. Want to go twenty? Ten. <laughs> uh, let's stick with ten. Okay. Ten. ten years ago, what do you tell yourself ten years earlier? Like about what? About yeah, just, like life? What, what advice? You, you have five minutes to give someone, to give your former self from 10 years ago advice for five minutes. You what know, would, what would that I, sound I like? know it sounds so cliche, but I think I'd say stop worrying about the little things. I think for so long, I was always so stressed about little things and what am I going to do about this or that? And I think really those things don't matter in the grand scheme of things. I'd also say break up with that idiot guy I was dating, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's just some different things in life that you feel like after you've grown a little bit, you've been able to mature, you've been able to have some life experiences, then you're able to tell yourself, hey, it's going to be okay. But in the, you can't do that. In a perfect world, you cannot go back and give your former self advice. But I'd say don't worry about the little things, you know, no sweat off, off your back and really focus on those relationships. I keep going back to that because... That's huge for me. I grew up in a very interesting situation. You know, my parents were divorced very young when I was a baby. And I grew up kind of in some turmoil through that back and forth between my parents and and this and that and other drama that surrounded my, my early life. And for me to kind of block that out, move forward and focus on myself and my own relationships that were really special to me, that I think is most important in my life. You know, what's interesting about your uh, growing up with divorced parents is how old were you when your parents got divorced? I was, I think a year old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think normally I'd be like, Oh, your parents got divorced when you were one. Well, that didn't affect you then because you, I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're one, you don't remember things when you're one. And I always thought, cause anytime I've thought about that, sometimes they go, Oh, well, since Lauren, your parents divorced when you were one, Mm -hmm. that means the majority of your life, you've already dealt with that. So why would it be tough? Mm -hmm. It is amazing and this is something I've learned. The only way I learned it was being married to you and being with you because my parents are not divorced. So I, I had friends that parents were divorced, but I didn't really experience it till I've been married with you is you, your parents could divorce when you're six months old. That still is going to be a major part in your life for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And it still causes drama, even though you could say 
virtually my entire life, my original mom and dad have never really been married part of my life. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's all I know, right? The only life I know is separate parents with step parents. That is, I do not know my parents being married. So yeah, it was a very messy divorce. I don't remember the the fighting. I don't remember any of that because I was so young, but you're right. It does affect you as, as you move on through your life. And not that like, it was just like, horrifying childhood at all but it was kind of the okay you're going back and forth from from mom to dad and feeling the guilt of well who who do I love more or this or that or who do I spend more time with and xyz and of course there's always you know drama and things like that but you know I think that's a good point because I I hadn't really thought about that because I'm so used to it like this is my life this is what I was basically born into and what I've dealt with and I love you know, I, I I love my family, I really do, but it just it's a sticky thing that I've had to grow up. But with. I'm like, you're a grown adult, right? Mm-hmm. You're a grown adult, but yet you still have the effects of a divorce from when you were one year old, which mm-hmm. you would think to yourself, oh well, I was one. That's so long ago. It must be in the past. But it's just amazing how that. So you'd say relationships. That yeah. would be your number one. Yeah, thing. I would say relationships. I would tell myself, don't worry about the little things, and you're able to overcome a lot. And yeah. you are so much stronger than you think you are. And that's what I would tell myself. I went through a lot growing up. What did you say, 10 years ago you wanted me to go back? Yeah. Yeah, I was going through a lot 10 years ago. And uh, that was a couple of years before we got married. I would, yeah, I would tell myself, you know, you are strong. You are a strong woman and you can get through this and, and don't feel like you are weak. Because yeah. I went through a lot of weak moments. It's just funny because I think that 10 years ago I was so focused, super focused on material things. Like I, 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 at 10 years ago, I had a salary figure in my mind that I wanted mm-hmm. to make. Isn't that mm-hmm. crazy? And it kind of, I don't it, think it, so though, because I think a lot of people, a yeah, lot of people do I, that. And now, now that I realize, like I literally, I tell myself and I'll, I'll tell people all the time. I'm like, I honestly, how life is going right now. And I know this is wishful thinking, but I actually do not want to mess this up. And if I were to go back and talk to myself from 10 years ago, I would say, put value in the things that matter. And really, Joey, all you care about is entertaining people. You think, oh, i got to be this big-time sports radio host. Well, guess what? I'm not in sports radio, and I'm happier than I ever was in sports radio. And if you would have told me that to my face, I would have said, you're crazy, right? But I think finding the root of what makes you happy. Because, you know, everyone talks about, like, professional-wise, well, you got to make sure you love what you do for work. I do think that's great, but not everyone is astronauts and firefighters. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, you can't be that. But for instance, like I love entertaining people. Now, right now it's in radio. Let's say my radio career was done for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I would still find happiness if I was able to find some way that I could still entertain people. Maybe that's through marketing. Maybe that's through something else. And I think that that is the number one thing that I'm so glad I finally figured out. Because now my happiness is not tied to a specific job. My happiness is tied to what my personality is good at. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Sometimes when people are like, oh, I have the dream job. What happens if you get fired from the dream job? Does that mean you hate your life now? Or do you place value in things that are beyond what you do for work, what you, you know, where you live and those kind of things to where, hey, if my job changed, if I got fired, if I quit, I'm still as happy as I was and it's not just tied to that. You know, I've never had the, and I'm fortunate to have never had the time where you do get let go or you get fired from a really big job that you just love, right? But I've seen 
friends go through this. And I think when that happens, when you feel like you've reached this point where you're like, yeah, I have the best job ever. I love it. I love what I do. This is, you know, my life is perfect. And then all of a sudden it comes crashing down because you lose your job and unfortunately things happen in life. I see my friends and people that go through this, they start to reevaluate. What do I like? Yeah. What am I good at? Because sometimes you get caught up in, in whatever profession you have and you just roll with it and, and you, you keep think moving. that's the only profession this I can ever have. This is all I can ever do. I have seen so many people go through that and they totally switch paths. They totally change lanes. And I mean, I went through that too. Not that I, you know, lost it. I just kind of moved over and I, I got into radio and I never in my life thought I would be doing this for work. And I absolutely love it. But who's to say, just like you said, if things happen to my career down the future, something changes, what, is my life over? I'm never going to be able to pick myself up again, you know? And that's something that I think a lot of people uh, can benefit from is realizing, hey, there's other things. If your life is your job or if your life is something material, then what happens when that material thing changes? And then like, you don't want to feel like your life is over. So that is, I don't know. I just feel like last week, Uh, You know, when someone asked me that question, I feel like I finally was like, oh, I feel like I have the correct answer to that. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I don't think I I had that answer to it because you're right. Like, it's just – and I have – you brought up, you know, you've had friends that have changed career paths. I've had two friends that worked both in jobs that that's kind of all they've done post-college. They both got let go from those. And I remember having conversations and kind of this feeling of, boy, what are you going to do? Like, isn't this the only thing you can do? They went to totally different things. And they're like, oh, super happy. Love it. And, I, and like for me, that was a light bulb moment because I was like, okay, so you're telling me that the job isn't necessarily what makes you happy, but it's the environment, yeah. you know? Like, and also don't get hung up on timing, okay? Maybe you're in your late 20s or you're approaching your 30s or even 40s and you feel like, gosh, I haven't found my, my niche yet. I haven't found that thing. And that is okay, I have a friend who's uh, in her 40s and she just started a business from the ground up that she is so passionate about and she loves it and she is just flying high, so happy. And this is like her calling. She's like, this is what I was meant to do. And it's okay that it it maybe takes a little while and it's okay for other people to, gosh, get their big break or start something that they love in their 20s. But life, that's the thing is I would tell myself, if I were to go back again, I would tell myself, embrace change. Yeah. And that is something that so many people struggle with. It's hard to embrace change. Nobody likes major changes. Gosh, we're we're living in a world full of changes right now. I was right going to say, <laughs> this is, isn't the pandemic probably teach all of us? Like, yes. holy crap. Like, I, I'm such a huge sports fan. And basically for six months, a huge part of my life, which is watching sports and watching my teams, was taken away. And so I had to realize, like, oh, do I still have a happy life even though there's no sports? And sure. yeah, I do. Like, I'm going to enjoy when life goes back to normal. But Life basically changed for the entire world, pretty much. And we found out, oh, there are some things we still find joy in. And it's not like, oh, because this or that is gone that we can't, like, survive. Yeah, and and no one gets a heads up either. No one gets a heads up like, hey, major change is coming. Prepare yourselves. You know, buckle up. Brace brace yourselves or or whatever. Because nobody... Nobody could have predicted what life would be like in the world these past several months. Same way when we had our, uh, our son... Like, I, how long did we try to have him? Uh, it was about five years. Okay, so for five years, we were trying to have a baby. And it was like year after year after year. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. There are times that I look at it and I'm like, gosh, I can't imagine having our son when we first originally wanted to have our mm-hmm. son. Because that, like, we lived in this tiny little apartment. 
Obviously, our jobs changed a couple of times over, but now we're in our dream job. We live we live in a place we love. We're and I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's you're you're right. Like the timing, because if you would have told me year after year after year, I'm like, oh. We're not having a kid when we want to. We're not having a kid when we want to. And now that he's here at the time, I'm like, oh, gosh, I yeah. was not ready five years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, as hard as that whole infertility process was, and it was just awful, and I obviously don't wish that upon anyone, as hard as it was, you're right. It was the most perfect timing when he came, Yeah. which you tell our younger selves five years ago when we were trying, I'm sure we'd get irritated because it'd be like, no, I want it now. Right. Yeah. This is what we want now. This is our, you know, short term goal. This is what we want right at this moment. And it's not always in our timing, you know, and things just happen when they happen. But it's hard to keep that mindset. For instance, oh my gosh, yeah. This is a little peek behind the curtain, but I am uh, I'm pretty jacked. Uh, we're not we're not pregnant or anything, but like I'm excited for baby number two. Like I'm excited to start that process. And I just like I yeah. get really jacked up thinking about having another kid. And for whatever reason, I'm you know, I'm not saying I got baby fever. So naturally, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this is when I'm thinking of it would be perfect to have a baby around this time. And so it's hard to be like, hey, wait a second. Whenever it happens, it happens because it obviously works out. I think just naturally we want to plan everything out. You want to plan when you want to move or do this or do that. Doesn't always work that no. way. <laughs> no, because I'm like I, sometimes I already think about expanding our family. And I absolutely have a timeline in my mind oh, yeah. of when we want we'll, when we'll we go want on to walks it. and stuff and you you love the conversation that's where, where do you see us in five years or ten years or what's our life like and that's fine to obviously dream and, and think of things like that but just know it probably will not go that way at all because that's just life in general things happen gosh this pandemic happened we didn't think we'd be going through this craziness and life just changes so fast so yeah it is important to bring up Embrace change, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah. It sucks. But I I think the pandemic has taught so many people that exact thing. Like I have learned, Mm -hmm. I have learned about like, oh, okay, this isn't, you know, this is truly important. This is not. So that is the key to happiness. That whole thing, that 18 minute conversation. How do you sum that up? I, I still think it's placing value in what really matters. So stop thinking about like, oh, I'm going to be really happy if I can work for this company in this city. No, no, no. Say, I really love helping people, and that's why I love real estate, whatever it may be. And so realize that is the real passion, and that's mm-hmm. where you find happiness. Because mm-hmm. for years and years and years, I was only going to be happy if I was a top 10 market radio host doing sports. And now that I'm not and I'm doing this, happier than I've ever been in my life. And yours is all about relationships. Yeah, relationships and embracing change and realizing things are just not going to go your way. <laughs> Makes me wonder, even mid-pandemic, what's going to change next? Watch, this Don't is the last episode. Don't ask that question. Do. <laughs> do not ask that question. This is the last episode we do before we get fired. Maybe we're like <laughs> foretelling something. All right, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Plus, we do a morning show every single morning. Joey and Lauren in the morning, you can listen to that. It's like an hour a day of more content and just search Joey and Lauren in the morning anywhere you listen to podcasts rate review subscribe there and you can get all the coverings there also social media at Joey and Lauren is it basically Joey and Lauren everywhere yeah it's pretty much Joey and Lauren show you can find us pretty much anywhere even on TikTok before it gets banned there you go (laughs)